When I was studying photography in San Francisco in 2009, we were given a student membership to the SF MoMA, the premier modern art museum in the Bay Area. I hadn't used it much, since most of my time was spent on studying and doing assignments, and the little free time I had would go to working menial jobs or hanging out with friends. But one day, a teacher insisted that we use our student memberships to see an exhibit at the MoMA by Richard Avedon. It was a retrospective showing highlights throughout his career. So one midday, after a class nearby to the SF MoMA, I stopped in with a few friends to take a gander. How it affected me cannot be understated. I'd never seen work like this before in my life. For many years, his stark portraits from his In the West series stood out in my mind as some of the greatest images I had ever seen. And it wasn't just about the visuals. It was about the context, or more like the lack of context, just showing these people, farmers, auto mechanics, drifters, as they truly were, as humans. And it was just a short time later that I was able to manifest a similar visual and intellectual style in my own series that launched my career. I'm Robert Schulze, and this is Light Meter, a podcast discussing the ideas and theories behind why pictures are the way they are. This is a highlight episode where I'm going to talk at length about a particular photographer or image that impacted me as an artist or working professional. I've been in the photography industry for over 12 years, starting off in the Midwest doing fine art, moving on to wedding and portrait photography, and then on to commercial and editorial work in California. I have various magazines and newspapers as past and current clients, and I've worked on campaigns for Aerie International, GoPro, LinkedIn, and more. Richard Avedon is kind of a god. He's worshipped by many photographers, myself included, for a sleek and simple style that also manages to showcase both a technical virtuosity and an emotional sensitivity for his subjects that you often don't see. The portraits from his In the American West series are love songs to photography and the people in the frame. Stark black and white images on white backdrops often hung up on the side of a barn or over the branch of a tree, taken with natural, available light. These striking portraits are often seen in museums and books and are generally his most recognizable. But he was also an infamous fashion photographer, one who was such a hot commodity that he would constantly work with Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and Life magazine. Avedon was born on May 15, 1923, in New York City to a Jewish family. His father, Jacob Israel Avedon, was a Russian-born immigrant who managed to start his own retail dress business on Fifth Avenue called Avedon's Fifth Avenue. His mother, Anna, came from a family that owned a dress manufacturing business and encouraged Richard's love for fashion and art. His father was a critical and remote disciplinarian who insisted that physical strength, education, and money prepared one for life. Avedon's interest in photography began at age 12 when he joined the Young Man's Hebrew Association Camera Club. He would use his family's Kodak box brownie not only to feed his curiosity about the world, but also to retreat from his personal life. The photographer's first muse was his younger sister, Louise. During her teen years, she struggled through psychiatric treatments, eventually becoming increasingly withdrawn from reality and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. These early influences of fashion and family would shape Avedon's life and career, often expressed in his desire to capture tragic beauty in photos. Avedon attended DeWitt Clinton High School in Bedford Park, Bronx, where from 1937 until 1940, he worked on the school paper at the Magpie with James Baldwin. As a teen, he also won a Scholastic Art and Writing Award. After graduating from DeWitt Clinton that year, he enrolled at Columbia University to study philosophy and poetry, but dropped out after one year. He then started as a photographer for the Merchant Marines, taking ID shots of the crewmen with the Roloflex camera his father had given him. 
1944, Avedon was recognized by Alexei Brodovich, the art director for Harper's Bazaar, and given his big break. In 1946, Avedon had set up his own studio and began providing images for magazines including Vogue and Life. He soon became the chief photographer for Harper's Bazaar. From 1950, he contributed photographs to Life, Look, and Graphis, and in 1952 became staff editor and photographer for Theatre Arts Magazine. At the time, the standard fashion photograph was much more static, with a greater focus on the clothing and its design, but Avedon did not want to conform to this standard. Instead, Avedon showed models full of emotion, laughing, smiling, and even outside of the studio in the forest or some other location, which was revolutionary at the time. However, towards the end of the 1950s, he became dissatisfied with the daylight photography and open-air locations, and so turned to studio photography, using strobe lighting. When Diana Vreeland left Harper's Bazaar in 1962 for Vogue, Avedon went with her to be the staff photographer. He proceeded to become the lead photographer at Vogue and photographed most of the covers from 1973 until Anna Wintour became editor-in-chief in late 1988. Notable among his fashion advertisement series are the recurring assignments for Gianna Versace, beginning with his spring and summer campaign in 1980. He also photographed the Calvin Klein jeans campaign featuring a 15-year-old Brooke Shields, whom he worked with previously for a Colgate ad, Versace, Vogue, and Revlon's Most Unforgettable Women campaign. In addition to his continuing fashion work, by the 1960s, Avedon was making studio portraits of civil rights workers, politicians, and cultural dissidents of various stripes in the pressure cooker that was in America divided by protests and violence. He branched into photographing patients of mental hospitals, the civil rights movement in 1963, protesters of the Vietnam War, and later the fall of the Berlin Wall. A personal book called Nothing Personal with a text by his high school classmate James Baldwin appeared in 1964. During this period, Avedon also created two well-known sets of portraits of the Beatles. The first, taken in mid to late 1967, became one of the first major rock poster series and consisted of five psychedelic portraits of the group. Four color portraits that were solarized, a darkroom process having the effect of tone reversal observed in cases of extreme overexposure, and a black and white group portrait. The next year, he photographed the portraits that were included with the Beatles LP in 1968. Among the many other rock bands photographed by Avedon in 1973, he shot Electric Light Orchestra, Alice Cooper, Janis Joplin, and many more. Avedon was always interested in how portraiture captures the personality and soul of the subject. As his reputation as a photographer became widely known, he photographed many noted people in his studio with a large format 8x10 view camera. His subjects include Buster Keaton, Marilyn Monroe, Andy Warhol, and many, many more. His portraits are distinguished by their minimalist style, where the person is looking squarely into the camera, posed in front of a sheer white background. By eliminating the use of props, Avedon was able to focus on the inner worlds of his subjects. He would at times evoke reactions from his portrait subjects by guiding them into uncomfortable areas of discussion or asking them psychologically probing questions. Through these means, he would produce images revealing aspects of the subject's character and personality that were not typically captured by others. In 1982, Avedon produced a playfully inventive series of advertisements for the fashion label Christian Dior, based on the idea of film stills, featuring director Andre Gregory, photographer Vincent Valerino, and model actress Kelly LeBrock. The color photographs purported to show the wild antics of a fictional Dior family, living a menage a trois life while wearing elegant fashions. Avedon became the first staff photographer for The New Yorker in 1992. Pictures for the magazine ranging from the first publication in 1994 of previously unpublished photos of Marilyn Monroe to a resonant rendering of Christopher Reeve in his wheelchair and nude photographs of Charlie Theron in 2004 were topics of wide discussion. Some of his less controversial New Yorker portraits include those of Hillary Clinton and John Kerry. One of the things Avedon is distinguished by as a photographer is his large prints, sometimes measuring over three feet in height. 
His large format portrait work of drifters, miners, cowboys, and others from the Western United States became a best-selling book and a traveling exhibit entitled In the American West and is regarded as an important hallmark in 20th century portrait photography and by some as Avedon's magnum opus. In 1974, serious heart inflammations hindered Avedon's health. The troubling time inspired him to create a compelling collection from a new perspective. In 1979, he was commissioned by Mitchell A. Wilder, the director of the Amon Carter Museum in Fort Worth, Texas, to complete the Western project. Wilder envisioned the project to portray Avedon's take on the American West. It became a turning point in Avedon's career when he focused on everyday working class subjects such as miners soiled in their work clothes, housewives, farmers, and drifters on larger-than-life prints instead of the more traditional options of focusing upon noted public figures or the openness and grandeur of the West. The project lasted five years, including with an exhibition and a catalog. It allowed Avedon and his crew to photograph 762 people and expose approximately 17,000 sheets of 8x10 Kodak Tri-X pan film. The collection identified a story within the subjects of their innermost self, a connection Avedon admits would not have happened if his new sense of mortality through severe heart conditions and aging hadn't occurred. Avedon visited and traveled through state fair rodeos, carnivals, coal mines, oil fields, slaughterhouses, and prisons to find subjects. It was this series of images that greatly inspired me almost 40 years later when I began photographing the Occupy Wall Street protests in 2011. I had had Avedon's work in my mind, not only for the exhibition that I had seen multiple times at the MoMA due to my free student membership, but we had also been studying his technique in a lighting class I was taking. When the protest started, what struck me was that the people I saw marching in the streets came from every background. Construction workers in their reflective vests, corporate lawyers in their suits and ties. Every job, race, and every walk of life was represented in these protests. Being inspired by Avedon's technique for his American West series, I pared down all of my lighting kits to simplify not only for ease of transport, but to further explore this minimalist style. I would go to these massive protests on main streets in big cities, tape up a white background or hang a white sheet for some stands, and photograph protesters using only natural light and maybe a reflector. The result was beautiful portraits of these protesters, and after showing a few teachers and colleagues, I managed to work these images not only into my major classes, but also into several Bay Area publications. The Occupy Wall Street portraits and Richard Avedon had literally launched my career. To this day, I still get inquiries about the images. During the American West production period, Avedon encountered problems with size availability for quality printing paper. Each print required meticulous work with an average of 30 to 40 manipulations. Two exhibition sets of In the American West were printed as artist proofs, one set to remain at the Carter Center after the exhibition there and the other, property of the artist, to travel to the subsequent six venues. Overall, the printing took nine months, consuming about 68,000 square feet of paper. On October 1st, 2004, Avedon died in the San Antonio, Texas hospital of complications from a cerebral hemorrhage. He was in San Antonio shooting an assignment for The New Yorker. At the time of his death, he was also working on a new project titled Democracy to focus on the run-up to the 2004 U.S. presidential election. He has since had retrospectives at the Louisiana Museum of Modern Art, the SFMOMA, and countless others through 2009. That year, the Corcoran Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. showed Richard Avedon Portraits of Power, bringing together his political portraits for the first time. Lightmeter is researched, hosted, and produced by me, Robert Schultze. It's also co-produced by Lauren Baines and recorded in San Jose, California. Did you enjoy this podcast? Let me know your thoughts and send an email to lightmeterpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on anchor.com slash lightmeter, and I'm on Facebook at Lightmeter Podcast, Twitter at LightmeterPC, YouTube at Lightmeter. I know, sorry, there's a lot of variation on the name, 
But if you search for Light Meter and see our podcast logo, that's the one. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time.